Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Is it time to get rid of cars? in our cities. Do issues like noise and air pollution, congestion, even a lack of green spaces mean that having cars in cities actually negatively impacts on us? Una Mullally is writing about this in the Irish Times today and just simply says cars have to go. People can fight this all they want, but it has to happen. Mary is with us on the line. Mary, you're a business owner in Dublin. Do you think it's time to get rid of cars out of the city centre? Hi, Andrea. How are you? Good. Well, first of all, okay, so I have, a, I have a very strong opinion on this, as do my colleagues who own businesses in the city. We've seen um, we've seen a lot of um, uh, downfall, downturn in, in footfall and in the type of shoppers who would traditionally have come in with their cars, done a bit of shopping, maybe carried heavy stuff back to the cars, gone for lunch and then driven home. Now, our mantra as part of our business group is that everybody should have access to the city, um, regardless of how you travel. In an ideal world, we would have a fabulous public transport system. We don't. I travel by bus and Lewis. I also drive. And I know what our transport system is like. It is not fit for purpose. To say that we should ban cars outright is is just a sledgehammer approach. We live in a democracy. We have to look at this in a creative way. For example, we're not talking about hydrogen-fueled cars. We're not talking about cars that take two people, such as the Toyota. Um, oh, they have a small two-person car. We, we could look at a lot more um, creative ways of dealing with this, such as having one day a week when cars can come into town and when can, people can park, um, not for free, but for a reduced rate. We could look at a lot more ways of tackling this. But typically in Ireland, everything is dealt with a sledgehammer approach. And this is the way the Greens and the City Council have dealt with business owners. They haven't taken into account the effect that this has had on our businesses. And it has really had a huge impact. And, you know, for somebody to say whether we like it or not, we have to get out of them. I think that's quite arrogant. The fact is we are traditionally a car society. Instead of putting the cart before the horse, why not set up an infrastructure that does things methodically and properly and over time ask people to stop using their cars? For example, you look at when it comes to June, what happens? The roads clear because the schools are closed. Why not look at school buses? Why not look at getting the school traffic off the roads in the mornings and the afternoons? I live beside four schools and it's absolutely chaotic every single day of the week. You know, the the way that, that our government, the way that our councils deal with people, not just business people, is autocratic. And I think it's time that we've had okay. to we've had enough of this. You, you think there's there's plenty of other options than Mary, in your opinion, creative ideas or ways to try and entice people out of the cars as a starting point before, as you say, we, we look at the kind of sledgehammer approach. Carl is with us as well, Mary. Stay on the line. Carl, do you agree with Mary, like the idea that it's time to get rid of cars in the city? It's just too extreme in this well, as a starting point. Well, I mean... I, th- I think for for us, I mean, the you know we're we're on South Anne Street, Coffee Angel, and the pedestrianisation in terms of getting rid of cars on that specific street has been an immense benefit to us. And uh, I can't speak for everyone else, but I know from from talking to people that they're very happy with that 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 initiative that Dublin City Council put forward. 
Um, in terms of getting rid of cars altogether, I probably do think it's a little bit too soon for that. And I'd agree with Mary that um, there, there does need to be a better um, infrastructure for getting people in and out of the city. Um, I come in extremely early in the morning and public transport isn't isn't available to me, so I have to drive. Um, but but certainly a reduction in traffic, I think it's a matter of time, but I think it does need to be considered, it does need to be planned, um, and, and it needs to work for the majority of people who, who we hope will mm. continue to use the city Okay, centre. so you're not entirely against the idea, Carol, and your point is that actually pedestrianisation worked in oh, in your area. Absolutely. It's been an immense benefit. Um, I don't think we'd be still here today on South Ann Street if pedestrianisation didn't happen. I mean, we have we have a lot of challenges, people working from home one, two days a week. You know, we've seen we've seen footfall drop on certain days. So things like pedestrianisation have made it just a nicer place to visit, to be, you know, families on the streets. We don't have, you know, noise or pollution that we would have had previously. Um, so it's been an immense benefit. One of the other points that's made multi-storey car parks should be removed from the city centre, place them out in the outskirts and then provide free electric transport into the city. How do you feel about taking away multi-storey car parks? <laughs> uh, I probably haven't given it much thought. I mean, again, it goes back to making sure that the infrastructure is in place, that people can still get in seamlessly. Um, you know, people with disabilities can get in or taken care of. Um, you know, great ideas on paper. I think I would just need to see the plan kind of mapped out and everything considered. Aideen is on the line as well. Aideen, do you think most car parking spaces should be removed? Oh, um, especially because I live out in, <laughs> I live in Lusk. So for me to get into town, it's a trek. Um, if I couldn't bring my car, like there isn't enough good public transport, there isn't enough connections. Like if I want to get the bus into town, it could take me over an hour and a half to get into town on the bus. If I'm getting the train, I have to make sure that I time it correctly because the next one's not for an hour. Um, I have to make sure that there's no changeovers because I have a small baby and a buggy and it takes forever. I have to make sure that I'm timed correctly in and out where if I'm in my car, I can just go and come as I please. So you rely on the car, Eddie? Oh, big time. I yeah. spend more time in my car than anywhere else. Um, my husband gets the train into work every morning, but um, like he comes home, he tries to beat the traffic. So he either comes home before the traffic kicks off or before the traffic is finished. Do you know what I mean? Because he doesn't drive. But it's actually quicker for me to drive him into town, go through the tunnel, drop him off in the IFSC and then come back. In the space of time that he'd have to walk to the train station, get the train, if he missed it, even like if he had to get the bus, the bus would take over an hour and a half. And if you wanted to get an express bus, it only leaves at set times and ridiculous times at that. And the new Bus Connect thing that they were trying to bring in, and I'm not even sure where it's at now, they want the bus to go from our area out to Swords and then you have to get off and get in a new bus. All those people in Swords and all the people from Scary's Rush, Lusk, all built up on the Swords Main Street waiting for a bus. Could you imagine? 
Okay, so it's back to the public transport again. It's 1800 453 106 is the number. Mary, just on the point, and like I think everybody has sort of recognised that perhaps if we increase or improve the um, the public transport offering, you know, that that will entice more people to use it. But does Una not have a point, though, around maybe more draconian measures? That if we just take away the multi-storey car parks, close them up, that's it, provide other services like park and ride on the outskirts of the city... If it's not there, like if the car parking spaces aren't there, people won't be able to drive in and park. Well, the fact is that people aren't driving in because of the, the expense of the, the parking charges anyway. I mean, what we did back in my business group, what we did was we bought vouchers ourselves. We gave them to our uh, customers in order to encourage them to make it easier for them. The council wasn't going to help us. Um, but what I'm saying is long-term... It's not to say that we're against um, a, a car-free city, but it's just that the way things are done, you know, and, and what Carl was saying about South Anne Street being pedestrianised, it's been a fantastic bonus for the uh, hospitality businesses, but it's been detrimental to the retail businesses. Now, you might end up with a city with all pubs and restaurants and cafes and so on, but the shops are suffering because people don't want to carry heavy bags on their bikes or what are or on public transport if they can get it. That's just a fact. They're going to the suburban shopping centres where they can park their cars. Now, whether people agree or not, that is the situation. Okay. And you talk to any, any retailer, look at Capel Street. You know, you hear fantastic things about Capel Street being pedestrianised, but the people in the upholstery businesses, the people in the tool businesses where, you know, heavy goods are being carried in and out, they're not happy about the pedestrianisation. So this is very much, um, you know, a situation where every every uh, every point of view needs to be taken mm. into account. Oh no, absolutely. Yes, There's a, 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 a lot of stakeholders city. certainly in it. And, and the other point that hasn't yet been mentioned, and I heard uh, Gary Gallon talking about it in this station only last week, and that's around um, air quality and air pollution and, and the difficulties of that. I think particular was Dublin 1 was the area that he, he talked about last week, having um, respiratory issues in Dublin 1 are the highest in the country in that part of, of Dublin, Dublin city centre. Well, not- Andrea, they, they started off with um, the idea that it, they wanted cars out because of air pollution. Then people started changing over to e-cars and more and more people are driving electric cars. So we haven't got as much of a problem with pollution now as congestion. So now they've changed their tune and saying it's all about congestion. The fact is, people, Dublin is a trading city. Do you know, it's a busy city. It needs, like, whether it's for deliveries, whether it's for people doing their shopping, people need to be able to get in and out of any city in a, in a fast, efficient way. We need to start deciding what kind of a city we want, I suppose, as well, in terms of the, the capital city and, and what it offers. And you do make a good point, I think, Mary, around, um, you know, the the impact of pedestrianisation on how it affects different businesses differently as well. We're not just talking about Dublin, though. I want to hear from people in Cork and, and Galway as well. Is it time to get rid of cars out of cities? Uh, Neil is with us, though. Um, Neil is with us in Waterford today. Neil, what do you think? of? What's your view on this suggestion? Well, the suggestion itself is a case of have horse get grass, as we say down this part of the country. Uh, I'm down in Dungarvan, County Waterford, and uh, I had to commute to Cork uh, 50, mile round tra- 50 mile each way, rather, and um, public transport was non-existent. Um, at that time in the morning, to get into Cork at a reasonable time to get into work and get home again in the evening just didn't exist. And before you start doing these radical moves, you need to put in 
the basic fundamental transport system. Paddy Coleman in the AA there last month said uh, that he, let's have free public transport for a month and see how the system holds up. That was misrepresented by Minister Ryan as free public transport. But Paddy Ryan is absolutely correct. Uh, Paddy Coleman said he's absolutely correct because the system just would not hold up if everybody tried to use it. When I drive to Dublin, I drive to the Red Cow mm. and I get the Lewis Inn. Oh, do you? Oh, okay. So you oh, actually oh, yeah. use the kind of park and ride service? Oh, I do. Yeah. I, I, and I think if a park and ride system is there and is efficient, you will use it. And the Lewis is rapid, um, rapid compared to driving in any way. And um, but the problem is getting parking there now. It's harder and harder to get parking, in, especially at that time of the morning. Um but and I think that's I think, the point, though, isn't it, around the multi-storey car parks? Like, if we were to close them up in the city centre and, and try and create a better, um, more accessible offering of car park and services, I should the Red Cow and other areas like you've mentioned, Neil. Well, I think if you close, you don't need to close the city centre car parks because if you put a system in, in place that is preferable to driving into the city centre, then nobody will use the car the first place so that's that's not an issue okay, okay. Um, we, we live in a in, in a our society is very fast and that's down to the fact that we can use cars our transport system is fast we have aircraft we nobody goes by sea and then go by plane and the world has speeded up and you're now talking about slowing right down again into a basically a 1950s transport system um, it doesn't matter how modern the Lewis is, the actual organisation mm. and management of it is, is, um, is, is completely out of date. Yeah. No, I would, compl- I would totally agree with you with regards to the, yeah. the public transport offering. It absolutely has to be improved. And what, as bad as it is in, in Dublin from time to time, you're spot on about Waterford and other areas around the country. Absolutely, it has to, has to be improved there. Nigel is with us as well. Nigel, would you agree with them um, getting rid of cars out of cities? Um, well, getting rid of commercial cars, if you can do it in a in a slow and orderly fashion, for sure. Um, we, uh, Dunleary, our town county council, I have a business here in Dunleary, by the way, 96 years. We make sausages and we uh, supply um, the community with our, our great product. But um, we, the county council tried to uh, pedestrian, they pedestrianised the, the, our street, uh, Lower George Street, back in 2021. And um, Apart from the, our business turnover being up 20%, uh, I found it to be very community-friendly. You know, when people come into our shop and they have a pram and a couple of three-year-olds on their feet and they run out the door of the shop and run out onto the street possibly, you know, mm. and there's buses going up and down, I think it's, um, it's a bit more community-friendly for sure, I think. And there's plenty of car parks in Dunleary. People really want to... Uh, drive down, they can park in the outskirts yeah. and, and walk up to the town, you know. So so, so do, do you think if, if it was a case that there was a congestion charge or, you know, a lot of car parking spaces removed from the city centre, do you think that people are more inclined then to shop locally in the suburbs? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you want to, if you want to walk down to Dunleary or to shop or down to the pier, sure, you can walk down from Glenagiri or from um, all the surrounding areas to the town, you know. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's... Um, it's going to be restrictive if you take cars off the road altogether, you know. Pedestrianisation gets rid of the old and disabled as it excludes access, says this texter on the text line today. Another listener, Mary's got in touch and says, I think it's a great suggestion. We need to be forced into a new age. We're not meeting any of our climate change change targets. The whole process is going to be a mess. People are calling themselves um, and calling for these more radical moves, but we'll have to do much more radical things. 
Well, I found the Denai Rati County Council to be very, they've been in contact with everybody all, all throughout the processes. Even back when they tri- did the trial run of pedestrianisation in Dunleary, they were in contact with everybody all the time. It wasn't forced through. Not at all, you know. So um, there's many sides to this story, mm. but I've seen all the changes here, Angela, over the last, well, I haven't been here in 96 years myself, but yeah. I've been here at least uh, 40 In the family, and you've, yeah, yeah you've, you've watched you know. it all happen. Uh, th- this listener says, how are we going, um, here we go again, how are we going to deal with tourists going to get the ferry in Dublin Port if they can't drive? Last time I went to Borgosh Theatre from the country, it was a nightmare. There was an event on at the Point Depot at the same time, all jammed down the length of the quays, all the narrowing of the roads, the cycle lanes, adding to carbon pollution as the cars are crawling in mostly single lanes, says this texter. The problem is bad planning. It's a tiny um, country with lots of space outside of the cities, but everything is focused in Dublin. The last time I went to Dublin Airport, I returned in traffic jams and heavy traffic as far as Longford. This is the commuter belt now. Politicians haven't a clue says this texter. Keep them coming in to us 18 or 087 106 is the WhatsApp number if you want to send us in a message for free on that. Nigel Neal also um, aiding Carl Mary. Thanks a million for getting in touch. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan weekdays at midday on News Talk.